Welcome to today's Coffee Talk. I'm Margaret Bjarnadóttir and I'm with my friend, co-founder and professor at Villanova School of Business. I hope I got that right. David Anderson, uh, very welcome. Your second time on Coffee Talk. Yeah, it's great to be back. Thanks for having me. Of course. Um, so the reason I invited you back is that we recently studied uh, pay transparency using data from monster.com. So maybe you can just start by telling us, okay, what is monster.com? So monster.com is one of the biggest, if not the biggest um, job listings website in the United States. Um, so it's a site where employers who want to hire people post their job ads and their job descriptions and a link of how to apply. Um, so it's a nice, it's very, very huge scale. Um, hundreds of thousands of listings every month. Um, so this job board, um, it, it ranges everything from greeters at Walmart all the way up to very specialized engineers making in the mid six figures. Um, so we looked at this and we were interested in how these tra pay transparency um, regulations impact how companies post jobs. Um, so there were sort of four different groups of states that we looked at. The first one is Colorado, who has had the pay transparency law in place since 2019. And then we have New York and California that on January 1st, 23, implemented um, their new pay transparency laws that say that if you're going to post a, a job ad on your own company website or on a job board like Monster, um, you have to have a bona fide salary range. Um, and then we look, compare these to a control group of just other states that don't have these pay transparency legislation. Um, so it's states like Texas, Ohio, Illinois, um, just states that are far away from the treated states. So there's no spillover effects, but hopefully similar in terms of size and politics and demographics. Awesome. Um, so then the million dollar question, what did we find? Yeah. So, um, I mean, the first thing is do the laws work and you can either be an optimist or a pessimist. So when Let's we look, be an optimist. I'm an optimistic yeah. person. <laughs> so we scraped the website twice, once in November 2022, before the laws took place, and then once again in March 2023. Um, so after the laws, a few months after they went into effect. Um, and so in California, in at the end of 22 before the law hit less than 30 percent of job listings had a salary range posted and then once we get to march 23 it was up above 40 percent. so there was a significant increase um in terms of of like just compliance with the law and then if we look at colorado who has had this law in place for a long time um, sort of what you might think of as like the steady state end state of this, um, you know, the power of these laws, uh, right about half of job postings have a salary description in Colorado. But so, it, sorry for jumping in, but to me, for a state that has had these laws for quite a while now, like Colorado, isn't 50% rather low, even as an optimist? I would say yes, that's a, a relatively disappointing performance. I mean, that these laws, um, so here there's either, if you want it to be followed, you can't just pass the law, you either have to enforce it. Um, but I think maybe even the more interesting thing is nudges from platforms that, you know, um, your platform could read your ad and it could say, hey, it doesn't look like you posted a salary range and it's required in this state because you're listed here, right? Like, yeah. 
to be some compliance help and nudge and push from the platforms that might also work to do that. Um, but yes, I think the, the headline just sort of the one takeaway from this is like they help, but they certainly don't get us anywhere near 100 percent. And how um, how is the in the comparison states, the states with no legislation, like by March 23, what percentage of ads in these states are actually posting the salary ranges? Um, so we saw still below 30% and there was no statistically significant change. They actually went down by like one percentage point from like 29 to 28%. Okay. Okay. So there's actually, so that and how high was California? Sorry, I don't have the, maybe I will put the uh, picture. Colorado got up to 50. California went from below 30 to up above 40. And then okay, New York okay. state was, I would say relatively. Um, they were starting at a high baseline. They were right around 40% and they just stayed right there. Okay. Um, but there's a little bit because New York City had um, the biggest employer in New York State um, had already earlier implemented pay transparency legislation. So this is not a clean pre post effect in New York State because New York City beat them to the punch by a little bit. Okay, fair enough. So then. Okay, we are at 40% or 50%, give or take, plus or minus, <laughs> right? So, uh, even less if there's not, uh, a, you know, a, a regulation or a law in the state. So then the question is, why, right? So why are we not seeing higher numbers? Any thoughts? I know I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have one friend who's an HR lawyer and he says that, um, like any new HR regulations, the legislature passes them and then nobody does anything until the first couple enforcement actions or lawsuits hits. So that it's not really legislatures that pass laws, but it is it's judicial systems that implement them and show how they're going to be interpreted. So I think there's a little bit of a wait and see going on, um, especially for the people who like didn't know how or didn't want to share this information anyway. Um, so. To me, sort of the interesting question is why would you not post a salary range? It seems like it's going to help you find the people that you want to hire. It's going to help, like, it's going to help prevent you from wasting all of the time of, of meeting a great candidate, interviewing them, having a second round interview with them, reading their, all of the work that it takes to hire somebody. And then you get to the end and you find that you're 30% off on salary and you can't hire them. Well, that was just a waste for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think what it boils down to perhaps is that companies are not ready, right? So if companies don't have good structures, if they don't understand well, you know, what they pay and why they pay it, and can draw up that information about, you know, their current internal employees fast in real time, then it's hard to go public if you are not sure about your internal situation, right? Because what you don't want yeah, to happen... The sort of wage compression that you might realize that the market is ahead of where your current employees are. And we've seen all of these anecdotes in the news about people applying for their own job because the salary range posted is $20,000 higher than they're currently making. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think, I think part of that was, um, you know, part of the why these laws came into effect was to, you know, to signal to internal, not only to, you know, external 
potential employees, but to signal to internal employees, you know, if there was a mismatch, so to help with the pay equity situation. Um, so companies should do better and get ready. Is that a fair summary? Yeah, As we... yeah the takeaway for sure is you have to know why you're paying what your employees, what you're paying them. And um, you need to know what you're paying them. And then you need to know why you're paying them that amount. And hopefully, I mean, sort of one of the takeaways or why I think one of the secondary impacts of these laws is that, you know, it's not discrimination in the sense, but like you're you, it's going to be harder to pay people less just because they've been working for you for a while that we sort of see that like new hire, you know, so hopefully it takes away that you have to get a new job to get a raise phenomenon that we see. Perfect. We're at eight minutes. So thank you so much for coming to the coffee talk again, David. Oh, thanks so much for having me. All right. Bye.